Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time to take a trip around the college football universe with Isaac and Sue. I would like to know things. This is the College Football Jamaroo, part of Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080. He is a five-star douche What? The Fan. Hey, it's time for the Jamaroo. And uh, exciting times to be an Oregon State Beaver. The college football, or excuse me, the coaches, um, Pac-12 coaches polls came out for the season awards, mm-hmm. and Jonathan Smith, a co-coach of the year for the Pac-12, as voted on by his peers, well deserving. I mean, when you look at you look at the job that was done by by a lot of coaches, right? I think DeBoer, obviously Lincoln Riley, Kyle Whittingham, but to, to look at what Jonathan Smith has done, not just from year to year, but what he's done in building that program over the last four years. Hell of a job. I think it's one of the better ones in America. Well, and and so Smith wins co-coach of the year along with Kalen DeBoer. Sure. Um, really nice job, obviously, by both of them. Totally different situations with Smith having been there and uh, kind of a lot of years of work being put in paying off, whereas DeBoer turning that around really quickly. Um, and that was, I mean, and I, I know there's more talent at UW than there was at Oregon State, but that's still a team that won what, four games last yeah, year Yeah, at UW right. and was an absolute dumpster fire under Jimmy Lake, and he comes in and with a absolutely just horrendous defense. There were times at the beginning of this year where they had guys playing in the secondary that didn't have names on the back of their jerseys. Yeah. They were just literally taking kids, having to mid-game, taking walk-ons that were just dressing down and like break glass in case of emergency and throwing them out there, and they won 11 games. And he brings in Penix, who obviously he knew from his time at, at Indiana. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Penix should have been a Heisman Trophy finalist. They're one inexplicable face plant at Arizona State away from playing for a Pac-12 title, playing for a shot in a national championship, and having Penix be in, in, in New York for the Heisman. It was a hell of a job. Hell of a job by Smith. You could say the same thing if he had a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, th- those are... Those are phenomenal jobs by both of those coaches. Like you said, just different circumstances with a one-year turnaround and then you know, with, with Smith doing it over several years. Well, and then adding to that, uh, 19 players named all-conference for Oregon State. Now, that includes first, second team, and honorable mentions, but uh, they did have four on the first team, excuse me, five on the first team, including um, Adrian Martinez, or Damian Martinez, uh, who's the Pac-12 Offensive Freshman of the Year, the, the bell cow running back. Yeah, dude was an absolute beast and kind of came out of nowhere, right? Yep. Real off, would he have five or six hundred yard games in a row? Something like that. I, I know that like his his yards per carry were just insane by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, then they also honored uh, first team Omar Spates, the linebacker, cornerback Rajon Wright, specialist Anthony Gould, and uh, Jack Coletto as an all purpose player. Uh, the Ducks did also get some love in uh, 
the coaches' awards. So you had um, offensive line getting some recognition, as you might have expected. TJ Bass and Alex Forsythe uh, named to the first team, as well as Christian Gonzalez on the defensive side of the ball, uh, and Troy Franklin as well. So they had four on the first team. All guys I think were probably deserving, but uh, I remain impressed by the the depth that uh, Oregon State displayed this year and how many guys they had uh, making an impact, making a difference, getting that team to their nine wins. Hey, make no mistake about it. Oregon State is good. Like, <laughs> this notion that, that the Beavs were just like this little plucky engine, I think needs to be done away with. Yeah. And I know there's work to be done and, and you're going to lose some guys, but this idea that, that Oregon State is just, you know, should be happy to, to be there, I, I disagree. And I think, like I said, now the honorable mention stuff, you know, that's 19 guys. There's lots of honorable mention. But when you're putting guys in the first and second team and you're you're, you're talking about a, a freshman of the year, when you're talking about all conference at multiple positions, I mean, there's some dudes on the defensive side of the ball. I remember when Jonathan Smith took over, and look at the play, by the way, that you know that, that, uh, that Grant made on, on Knicks. I mean, that was, yeah. that was the defining play of, of that Civil War. When Jonathan Smith took took over, that was one of the worst defenses I've seen. Like they're just it, the, the cupboard was so bare, and so to see where this has come, it's awesome. And I think Oregon State is set up to to be competitive year after year after year. Now I don't think they're ever going to get the, the the regular four and five star kids, but I, I think if you're Oregon State, I think you look at what Kyle Whittingham has done at Utah and going to back to back Rose Bowls, mm-hmm. and you ask your you ask yourself the question. By the way, in two years, no UCLA, no USC. True gets easier there too i think you ask yourself the question if you can build that with whittingham at, at salt lake why can't we build that at corvallis yeah why can't you do it the same way with player development under under the radar type kids a coach who loves to be there and wants to be there a coach who loves to be there has turned down multiple offers and you know you occasionally put together you know the the, the a, 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 you occasionally get the big name recruit like they got the, the child's kid the four-star kid maybe you go dip into the transfer portal but you can build a consistent winner, kind of like a, a, a Wisconsin uh, in the Big Ten or a, a, a Utah-type program. And hopefully Jonathan Smith has him on, on track for that because every year he's been there, you take another step forward. And now that I think you've become a nine-win team here, potentially ten with a good bowl game mm-hmm. against a marquee program like Florida, now I think the pressure's on to not have the big backslide. right? To not be like, okay, we had a special group of kids. You need to keep building on this. And I don't think necessarily you have to say going back to eight wins is is some sort of failure, but I think the expectation going forward now at Oregon State is bowl game every year, yep. and you are competing for a chance to play in a conference title every year. doesn't mean that your expectation should be there every year, but right. you need to be in that conversation with one of the, you know, as the, one of the top three, four teams in the conference. And I think that that is a fair, reasonable explanation for where this program goes. Yeah, and you know, we've, we've talked this year about how they may, they may have been a quarterback away from being not just a good team, but a, a great team under Jonathan Smith with some of the breaks they've caught this year. And, you know, I, we, we now see, because I think it's going to be important who they get at quarterback. I think a, a player like a Penix, who had a, an injury history before, would have been gettable for them. Obviously, a player like Penix now isn't after the season he's had at UW. But there are a lot of guys available in the transfer portal. And one more name into that portal today is one JT Daniels, <laughs> who's now going to go to his fourth school in five years. You'll remember he started at SC, yep. then he went to Georgia, yep. 
Then you had the COVID year. Then he went to West Virginia, and now he's leaving West Virginia, and he's going to the portal once again. And I didn't realize this, but I guess Daniels had interest in Oregon State at one point yeah, in time. they were flirting with him last year. But And, and the stories I was reading today were that he wanted either a four-bedroom house or $400,000 to, <laughs> to, to come to Corvallis. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what his asking price is now, but I'll be fascinated to see with Jonathan Smith being a, a former quarterback and not knowing what kind of resources Oregon State has to deal with, they should be a good candidate to land a, a decent quarterback out of the portal, but I just don't know how that goes. Yeah, I'm looking around You know, the, the, the Pac-12. So Penix coming back, they're set. Cam Ward is set. Oregon, we don't know about with Bo Nix. Um, USC is set. Uh, UCLA will need a new quarterback, right? Utah yep. should have another year of Cam rising. Yep. I'm trying to think, uh, Delora at Arizona. So when you start looking around some of the programs in the Pac-12, if you're looking to play on the West Coast, I would make the argument that Oregon State is the second most attractive, maybe behind UCLA. Yeah, I, right. I Obviously, that argument. You know, UCLA, and I don't know what UCLA has coming up the the pipe as far as you know the underclassmen. Maybe they've got the heir apparent to DTR. It seems like he's been there for a thousand years. But if you're looking to come and play on the West Coast and insert yourself right away and play, it's it's not going to be at Stanford. And I'm assuming uh, Tanner McGee's gone. I, you know, that's a whole other element to even try to get into Stanford. Yeah, uh, Colorado set. They got Deion Sanders' kid. Yep. So I kind of feel like, I mean, I, I just I feel like there's not many landing spots on the West outside of of UCLA and, and Corvallis. And so you almost might have more good names than you do landing spots if you start adding them up. You've got Drake May, you've got DJ Uyunglele, you've got now JT Daniels, you've got, and I don't know if you, if you put him in the same class as those, but you've got also got Keaton Slovis, and you've got Spencer Sanders. So there, there's five guys right there that I think could go help teams right away. Yeah, if you're the Beavs, I think priority number one is the quarterback transfer portal. I think you feel good about the, the four-star kid is that Aiden Childs, right, that's, that's coming in, you're very high, and I'm supposed to be a stud. Yep. I don't think you can sit there and say, hey, we're a nine-win team and we're a quarterback away. We're going to rely on the true freshman. You right. go out in the portal, you shake the tree, and you have to, you just have to. You have to find someone like you did with Bo Nix this year mm-hmm. where you say, look, we're not giving you the job. You're going to compete. we got a couple young guys, Butterfield Thompson. We all thought it was going to be Bo Nix's job. He did. He ran with it. I think if you're Oregon State, you have to do that. And if you do, with some of the stuff you have coming back, with some of the young talent, I, I, I think that's the next, I don't know, the, the next step in, in building this program is being able to go into the transfer portal and compete against some of those schools and, and land one of these guys. Well, the transfer portal is certainly going to impact a bowl season as we know it. Yesterday we got into the pac 12 slate of bowl games. But coming up next, we want to get into the most intriguing non-Pac-12 bowl matchups. Also, some interesting notes from Souk about uh, college football ratings this year and a notable ab- absence from the Pac-12. That's coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back. James Taylor singing about Mexico. Souk will be there soon. Rob's there now. Love me some James Taylor and Mexico, by the way. Can't say I've ever encountered James Taylor in Mexico, but that'd be fantastic. No, I've uh, I've seen James Taylor in concert a handful of times. In fact, I think James Taylor was the first concert I've ever went to because it was a, uh, you know, you get brought with the parents kind of a concert. Ah, so That's not bad. No, it's fantastic. Did you appreciate it when you were young? Uh, I mean, I, I kind of grew up listening to his music because my parents liked it, so I, I was familiar with it, but it wasn't like I was going to, you know... Naughty by nature or something like that. How old were you? Uh, I want to say I was like eight or something like that. I demanded my parents take me to the Moody Blues concert when I was only six years old. And I went uh, with them to at at the time the Rose Garden. That was my first concert ever. This is why you have a crooner tattoo on your leg. You were an old soul (laughs) back then. You demanded to go see the Moody Blues. I don't know if I saw James Taylor roaming around Mexico. I'll bet you I wouldn't recognize him. Yeah, he the he's only, just an old he's just an old bald guy at this point. The only giveaway is that he's he's like uniquely tall and gangly. Yeah. And so if, if you if you were kind of recognize the profile and then like the six foot six frame fit with it, then looks, you'd be like, Okay. He looks like Robert from Step Brothers. Like he just looks like oh, every that's a good call. Yeah, he just looks like every other tall, old, skinny like you would never think to yourself, like if you're just hanging on a beach and James Taylor went cruising by in some board shorts, you know, and some black socks and sandals. You you would never be like, "Hey, is that James Taylor?" Just wouldn't it no, just wouldn't I, register. He's the most anonymous rock star of all time. It's it's true. Um, so one of those shows we went to, they had like a a bungee jumping setting like set up off a tower, and uh, we went early. We brought a picnic. We were sitting on like a hillside or whatever, and someone goes, "Hey, is that James Taylor up there?" And it was like someone was about to go off the platform. And uh, and we're like, I don't, I wouldn't think so. Not you know, an hour and a half before his show or whatever it is. And sure enough, James Taylor shows up on stage later wearing the same thing that bungee jumping guy was wearing, I'll and uh, it was it was indeed him bungee jumping before his show in Concord, California. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and we are jamborooing over here. It is bowl season, and uh, yesterday we got into all of the Pac-12 bowls. But Souk, I now turn to you to wonder, outside of the Pac-12, which matchups are you excited for? Are we talking in general, or are you going like a college football playoff? Well, so I mean, let, let's have two separate discussions. Outside of the playoff, are there games that, that do anything for you to, to move the needle? Yeah, I'll sc- I'm scrolling through here because I do think that the Pac-12 has a good slot of games. They have a good slate. I do. They're, I mean, outside of, of a couple, no offense, but like the UCLA you know, game, I'm like, whatever. I, yeah. I could care less about that. But... For the most part, I think those games are fairly interesting. Yeah. Now, I think the the North Carolina one with uh, with May uh, transferring that stings a little. That's bit. That's a bummer. That's a bummer because you know you were going to see supposedly the number one pick in the, in the draft um, next year, and now you don't get to. But like you get into like Texas Tech, Old Miss. I'll check that out a little bit. Oklahoma and Florida State in the Cheez It Bowl. Okay. Right in Orlando, Florida. I think you got 
got two. You got two big brand names there. Yeah, I, I like that game. I was looking at that one too. I mean, I, I generally like it, especially when teams have had down seasons, but their traditional powers that you would imagine care about playing another traditional. Sure, uh, Notre Dame, South Carolina. I'll check that out a little bit. Uh, Sugar Bowl, Alabama, Kansas State. That's probably the one I want to watch the most. I okay. want to see if Alabama actually cares to be there. Plus, Nick Saban said that uh, Kansas State was a bad team. He said that TCU was a bad loss to yeah, a bad that's team. Right, they did. <laughs> uh, I want to see if Kansas State comes out there and just lays an old-fashioned ass-whooping on Alabama. Because, look, if you're Bama, this may be one of those that's hard to get up for. We've seen this in the past where a yep. team like Alabama doesn't make the playoff and they don't always necessarily show up. And I also want to see the same thing with uh, USC and Tulane. I know that's a Pac-12 game, but that's another one. David versus Goliath. You got Caleb Williams probably going to win the Heisman Trophy. Does USC want to be there? Yeah. USC was was a, a, a half away from playing for a, a, a national championship, and now you're playing the Cotton Bowl against Tulane, and Tulane is actually favored in that game. So Vegas doesn't believe that they're going to show up. So that's those those are ones. And plus, any bowl game, this is the beauty part about bowl games. You're sitting around on like December 26th, December 28th, and you got nothing going on. The fact that you can flip on the TV and find something to watch, and as long as it's close in the fourth quarter, you'll you'll care about it. And that's why these bowl games exist. It's it's TV inventory for ESPN. It doesn't right. matter if anyone's there. Right. Like it, look at Friday, December thirtieth is perfect. There are games all day. It's the it's the last day before the weekend, before New Year's weekend, and you've got a bunch of ranked matchups. It's got that South Carolina Notre Dame one you talked about. I'm kind of excited. It, there'd be more luster if their quarterbacks were still playing. But Clemson Tennessee does something for me. I'm I'm interested in seeing that one too. Yeah, uh, old DJ. He's entered the transfer portal. He's gone. But you should get a look at their you know the highly touted uh, yeah the Klubnik. Yeah, the little freshman kid that got put in. Uh, he got put in against Syracuse and, and led that comeback. By the way, how much money did DJ Ui Ungalele get and to not be good at, at Clemson? Boy, and that and that's going to be... I'll be interested to see how the pendulum swings with all this NIL stuff because there have to be as many disappointments as there are successes. Um, oh, you start looking around at the money that got thrown around to a yeah. lot of these kids that aren't even with the program anymore. And there's and, no way to guarantee, guarantee or hold them accountable for any degree of success because it's a separate thing from their scholarship and what they're being offered. It's well, just, and, uh, and now you're already seeing with some of the NLL stuff, they're 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 putting it per year and basically trying to force kids to stay on campus. I know the the Nico kid that ended up at Tennessee, I think he signed away his NIL rights. So even if he leaves Tennessee, his rights stay with the Tennessee really? collective. But I mean, at that point, what does it really matter? Because you yeah. you know, they're giving the kid whatever it is, seven or eight million bucks. But you're already starting to see some people put in Try to put in some some safeguards, yeah. Because you can't you can't believe that a bunch of old rich white donors are real happy about handing out a bunch of like oil dudes handing out millions of dollars and not getting anything back on their uh, anything back on their return. Someone tells me if like a Jerry Jones type is writing money at Texas A uh, and M, and a bunch of kids, a bunch of those freshman kids are getting suspended and then winning four games. Something tells me that guy, you know. He's going to be a little upset. He's going to want a little something more for uh, for his money. Or I wonder if he stops writing checks or if it just makes him double down and, and keep writing them to, to other kids. God, yeah. I mean, I just don't know. And we're going to have to wait and see because we're so early in this process to, to find out whose money wants, is going to run out, who's, who doesn't want to keep paying into this because yeah. they think it's a, a crock or because the coaches didn't develop the players the right way. There's so many levels and tiers. It's uh, It kind of makes my head spin a little bit. Yeah, we're just at the infancy of all this, and it's a forever changing landscape. Yeah. And 
this is why when when Nick Saban came out and made his rant against A&M, if you talk to people that are in the know, he all he was doing was telling his boosters that they need more money. And I guess everyone was upset at A&M, not for paying players, it's that they blew the salary cap. Setting the bar too high. Yeah, there was an idea that it, you know, it, it would cost you anywhere from, I think the number was like five to eight million bucks to sign a, a big-time recruiting class. And depending on, on who you believe, you know, A&M went somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to $30 million. And schools just weren't prepared for that. And that's what pissed everyone off is like, hey man, you are setting this thing unrealistically high. And what did A&M get for that, by the way? They got like four or five wins and didn't even go to a bowl game. So I'll be interested to see if, if A&M is willing to write that check again or if they're like, hey, how about you show me on the field that you're worthy of us spending $25 million on this class? And then real quick before we uh, wrap this up uh, in the Jamboree, college football playoff, which of the two games intrigues you more? Or which one are you more excited about? I'll be more excited about the championship game, to be honest with okay. you. But... Um, no, I, I would say it's probably, believe it or not, I think it's Ohio State and Georgia. Okay. No offense to TCU. Like, TCU is a hell of a story. When we have seen teams like TCU get into the playoff, traditionally. Like this, a Cincinnati? Cincinnati, right? This has not gone particularly well. Michigan State, mm-hmm. right? We, you know, this... This, the rubber tends to meet the road. Yeah. And I'll certainly be watching, and I'm rooting for TCU. I, I want to see the underdog story. Something tells me that this will be a different animal that they will face in Michigan. No quorum or not. It, you know, it's the, the, the backup kid, that Edwards kid, is a five-star player and was like the fourth best back in the country coming out of high school. So but you, I, but I, I'm interested in Georgia because we're all crowning Georgia, right? And, and they look dominant. There were times this year where Georgia was not the end-all, the Mm be-all. They should have lost to Missouri. Mm -hmm. They were in some close games. Uh, Their defense isn't what it was. And we just watched LSU. Now they got beaten down. But LSU threw the ball for 500 yards on them. And we're all going to judge Ohio State, and I get why. The fourth quarter against Michigan was an abomination. But for 11 games and a half of a game, Ohio State was as good as anyone in the country. Yeah. And if there is a weakness in Georgia, you can throw the ball on them. There's a team in Ohio State that can throw the ball. And we've seen Ohio State counted out in games like this before, whether it's against Alabama or it's against Miami in a national title. Ohio State has the athletes to play with Georgia. They, they have the athletes to play with anyone. Yeah, this is not this is not you know some sort of giant athletic mismatch you you have here. So that's the one that I'm I'm most interested in is is Georgia and Ohio State. All right, that is the Jamboree. we got to wrap things up because In the News is coming up next, but Jordan has SportsCenter. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back to Primetime, a Buck and Sue edition. It is December 6th, 2022, 4.39 in the afternoon. It's time for the news. I am your, let's see, first-time news correspondent. Sure, let's go with that. R. Patrick Buckley. I think that would be a good pen name or news name for me. That is a good pen name. Yeah. R. Patrick Buckley. Yeah. If I was, that, if I was a novelist. That does sound very, uh, it sounds very proper. Uh, I don't know if I'm carbon neutral. I think I'm probably carbon unaware. I don't, I don't know if I can afford to be carbon neutral yet. I don't even know what that means necessarily, but I am not. Like, I, I did feel bad today, though. I was leaving my house and, and lights were on. And I did have that moment where I was like, I should probably go back in and turn those off. Like, why am I, you know. I'm, there was no one else in the house. So I went in and turned the lights off, but I did turn the TV on for the dogs. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, we got to take care of those. Uh, and, and you know what? A nice dog story uh, coming up a little bit later in the news. But today is World Trick Shot Day. I don't know if that day was just made for Dude Perfect alone. but uh, I am fascinated by the rise of Dude Perfect. That? Look, I, I'm probably just a thousand years old, but the idea that that dude perfect that those guys make millions of dollars fascinates me i remember seeing the first few videos and thinking that is so cool but then also not understanding how it leads to making any money but i, I mean they're building like a dude perfect stadium they're, oh, they they're have building a little, like a headquarters thing they have a dude perfect empire i don't yeah. i don't necessarily get it the but, fact uh, that it's called dude perfect i i don't understand it but i, I think that's for a younger <laughs> demographic um it is also, it, it's not for me to get also, National Pawnbrokers Day. I didn't know that they got their own day. Oh, okay. Go pawnbrokers. It's been a while since I've been to a pawn shop. I uh, I bought guns at a pawn shop. Okay. I think that's the only 
There was a pawn shop down in Vancouver back in the day that I liked. Those dudes were pretty cool. They mm-hmm. were listeners. Uh, and I, I bought a I bought a couple guns from them. I think that's the only thing that I've ever bought from a pawn shop. I've never even set foot in a pawn shop, but I really want to. I don't know why. I mean, I just I want to see what kind of deals are out there. And I know that uh, <laughs> I, I, I have a buddy who says, you know, we should probably just outlaw pawn shops. They're basically criminal stores. Um, yeah. <laughs> people steal stuff. They sell it to them. You buy the stolen stuff. I went to the pawn shop in uh, in Vegas, the Pawn Stars one. That place is a dump. Is it? Yeah, no one's ever there. Like, And it's not even a real pawn shop anymore. It's just turned into like a tourist trap. It was super lame. But, oh, I mean, I, I suppose pawn shops have a... I suppose they have a need. Like, people have to shop there, right? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, of course. They wouldn't exist if there wasn't enough demand for the types of transactions they allow and I'm provide. To, to pawn shop guy out there... Um, Two five zero ten eighty. By the way, five zero three. Can I get great deals? Like, like, can I get great deals at a pawn shop? I think you. I think you can. But then it's like, I mean, are, yeah, I, I would think so. I don't right? like. Like, if I'm trying to buy, a, like, I always feel like guns and guitars and rings. Yeah, jewelry. When, I think of when, watches. When I, yeah, whenever I think of a pawn shop, I just think of guitars. I think of of guns and in some form of jewelry. Yeah. So, like, if I'm buying a Rolex. Wouldn't that be the cheapest place to go? Do I get do I get like a screaming deal? Like if I want to propose, and are I, you worried about being ripped off? Do you need an authenticator? I don't know. Like how does that? Is there some sort of gear? I'm assuming that a reputable pawn shop, like the one that I went to, is in downtown Vancouver. It's like a night. Like it is not like in a sketchy area or anything. Mm-hmm. It's a nice brick and mortar. Like as opposed to. You know, some that are maybe not in the best parts of town. Well, no, there's one right in the sh- like next to the shopping center where I do all my shopping off Beaverton Hillsdale Highway. I, yeah, I, I, I'm probably going to check it out. Maybe even on my way home. We'll I see. wish I knew more about pawn shops uh, to tell you, but my, I have very limited experience. But they're they're they have to be like a good value. Maybe people are just afraid to go in them because they have a bad connotation. I'm going to be a good news reporter and go scope this out. Jordan, well, what do you got? From my experience, it seems that they are, mo- most good ones anyways, are reputable because they don't want to take in stolen goods, for one. They will literally lose those. The police will take them, so uh-huh. they're incentivized to not do that, yeah. along with, obviously, checking to see if, like, the jewelry, for instance, they get in is real because they don't want to... Uh, yeah. They're not trying to bilk customers. They, sure. they, they don't want to get bilked themselves, of and course. that's kind of what would happen if they're bilking customers. This guy says, my dad's uncle owned pawn shops in Texas. Dude was a multi millionaire guy was loaded like i think pawn shop guys do well reselling is a good business if you right? can find the things to resell yeah there, there's one right uh like off of first avenue in portland that looks really nice i, I walk by it all the time there's a chinese restaurant that i go to it's like over by like the nordstrom rack it's a it looks like a really nice place but i've i've never gone in like if you're buying your wife or your soon-to-be wife like an engagement ring can you can you go to a pawn shop that guy would Go to like, somewhere with insurance, man, <laughs> not a pawn shop. <laughs> I don't know how any of that works. Um, let's see. It is also microwave oven day. Does yours get a good workout? The microwave? Yeah. yeah, I got no issue with the microwave. Now, if you're doing the vast majority of your cooking in the microwave, Big you, problem. you got a problem. I don't cook anything in the microwave. I reheat in the microwave. My wife did not own a microwave when we met, and I told her, well, when we move in together, we're going to have to get a microwave. And she for, was adamant for a time. We did not need a microwave. I'm like, oh no, we do need a microwave. Toaster oven to do that. Yeah, toaster oven was the alternative um, for a little bit, but we got a microwave real quick. I uh, well, I'm a big leftover guy, so same. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. If you have to cook it in the microwave from 
like that's the method of cooking, don't eat it. But she would like take her leftovers back when we met in San Francisco, and she'd like put them like on her pizza stone and put them in the oven oh, to warm yeah, them up. I'm like, this is taking too long. That's right. We out. can't that's do this. Right you, you need you need like minimum or like maximum two and a half minutes. And and I need to be eating leftovers. Also, National the Gazpacho Day. Are you a gazpacho yeah, get the guy? Hell out of there, gazpacho. Cold <laughs> what tomato. Yeah, why do you want cold? Soup? Cold tomato soup. <laughs> Let me just say this for the record. So drink a V eight. Bold statement right here. I feel the same way. Cold soups, cold sandwiches. You kiss my ass. Oh, what? Get it the hell out of here. They're fighting words. You know it. Too. I got cold no, I got no time for that. Why on earth would I ever have a cold sandwich? Because just like awesome. why would I have cold soup? Because there's just that taste, man. Everything combined, it's quick, it's easy. You're just talking about two and a half minutes. That's about the time it takes to slam a cold Sammy together. You know what's? You know what makes soup better? Having it Heat. warm. You know what makes a sandwich better? Having it warm. I generally agree. Hot take soup better that, than warm you soup. You take that BS Jimmy John's bull now crap we're cold apples and oranges and get with it out of here. And salad. Well, Throw man. that son of a bitch in a toaster oven. <laughs> you crisp that thing up, or you get it the hell off my plate. Hold on. So not just the bread toasted, but you want the entire the meat and the cheese toasted as well. Yes, I will accept just toasted bread. Maybe. Maybe, but I want that sucker heated up. What am I? Why am I eating a cold sandwich? Because why? Because cold cuts are delicious. Why? I've never once thought. You know what would make this pizza better if it was freezing cold? But like you're telling me, ever. like 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 a like a BLTA. Like I don't want hot avocado on my sandwich. Yeah. No, thank you. Heat that sucker no, up. No, I will not order if it's. A, I, I we have this is a, a whole thing in my family. Is my gal be like, hey, we're going to this sandwich spot. And she knows they better have a toaster oven. That better come with a hot option because if it doesn't, I ain't eating there. Okay, what about a hot day? If it's like 105 degrees, you still want a hot sandwich? Heat that sandwich up. Man. I have no time for your cold sandwich. None. My wife likes hot soup on a hot day. Your hot sandwich on a hot day. I, I, I can't I can't do it. I can't get it. Oh. Well, it's um, not ice cream. I know. I want it hot. Okay. Uh, it is also uh, as... Jordan mentioned earlier it is Johnny Manziel's 30th birthday. Also, happy birthday to Judd Apatow. Oh. Happy birthday to 49ers kicker Robbie Gold and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, look at that. That's not a bad little uh, birthday run. Uh, coming up in the news, a couple concerning crime stories uh, here in Oregon, but uh, we also have the most popular names for children in Oregon in the year 2021 and uh, Van Gogh the Rescue Dog. That's coming up next in the news. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Prime time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. 
Welcome back to Primetime. We are newsing it. And uh, let's see, where do we want to start? Well, I uh, I told our boss, Jeff Austin, earlier that we would, wouldn't get too dark in uh, in the news, but there are two different crime stories. I'll let you go dealer's choice here, Big Souk. Uh, do you want Wilsonville man pleads guilty to killing 91-year-old stepfather? Oh. Or do you want high school teacher accused of enticing minor for sex lived double life? Well, boy, that's... I'm not gonna lie. I feel like the 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 younger one, the, the the second one is darker, but I find it more intriguing. Whereas the other one, you just killed an old man. My guess it was for some sort of insurance money. So let's go, let's go with the double life. You you had me at double life. I'm uh, fascinated by the double life. Yeah, that part might be slightly disappointing Damn because it. it was really just a line that the prosecutor used in court, saying that this mm. person was. Acting as a teacher during the day and living a double life as a predator at night. Oh, I kind of um, thought that like we had a whole separate identity, and you don't get a lot of double lives anymore. I think back in the day it was a lot easier, but now with the whole internet, I think it's really hard to live a double life. I think it is too. But uh, this story coming to us from Bend, where uh, teacher Edward Hernandez Corchado, 26, is, in choose, uh, is accused of enticement of a minor in federal court. Uh, he was basically trying to meet young girls, 15 and 14 years old, on Snapchat. He was suggesting meetups. Uh, he was offering to take them places while their parents slept. A whole bunch of really grody, grimy, horrible oh, stuff. Oh, uh, being a, was my guess is he was a, what What year did he teach? Oh, let's see. Um, I'm guessing he probably taught 14 and 15 year olds. Yep, I'm just, um, trying to, oh, let's see. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and take a stab in the dark at that one. <laughs> it's probably in that uh, that middle school range there. Uh, go, buddy. He's, a, he's a high school teacher, at, or was a high school teacher at Reynolds High School. How great is it that uh, apparently uh, he was around a bunch of high school kids. He's like, you know what? A little old for me. Not really feeling the whole high school vibe. Going to try to go down a couple grades. Congratulations. Enjoy the rest of your life in prison. Yep. Tried to lure a 15-year-old to a Target and said he'd rent a motel room where they could go and do it later. You know uh, what really entices the ladies? Uh, meeting them at Target. Meeting them uh, at Target. Offering to rent them a motel. Yeah, Target <laughs> discount. What? <laughs> Yikes. Hey, you want to meet up at the Target and then head on over to the Motel 6? Well, that is the thing. Like Whenever you watch like, the, the Catch a Predator things... And look, I'm glad that they're dumb. That way we can we can easily catch them. But I was fascinated with some... And it was just some always just disgusting blob of a human being. And he was like, he was like, this 14-year-old girl was really interested in me. Because, yeah, she looks at you and is like, that's the man of my dreams. But I won her over because I brought over some cold-cut sandwiches, not heated up or anything, and some Mike's Hard Lemonade. And next thing I know, she was like, yeah. She's like, let's go. You're clearly what turns on 14 and 15-year-old girls, and they just buy it hook, line, and sinker. They're like, yeah, I'm on my way over right now. I just got to pick up some sandwiches. I'll be there in nine hours because I have to drive four states away. Yeah. God, I'm glad these people are stupid. Um, yeah. Thankfully, uh, this person was caught. But as uh, one of the one of the people said, he clearly demonstrated the willpower necessary to go through college, earn his master's degree, then get up each day of the last three years and teach high school social studies without any incident. So it's like, I mean, I'm not saying we should be giving this guy credit, but it's like he was disciplined enough to let this go on for a while, which is which is terrifying. Yeah, it's most of the time when you see this, it's like, hey, how many warning signs did uh, did we have?
All right, uh, lighter news. Yeah, the, the, the stepfather murder. Uh, no, we're gonna we, we'll, oh. we'll save that one. <laughs> I guess like, um, how, on lighter on a lighter note, someone murdered their ninety-one-year-old stepfather. Yeah, it oh. was. Well, that is ninety-one. Since, I mean, since couldn't you just let God do that at that point and save yourself the murder charge? You'd think so. Uh, we'll, we'll revisit that one a little bit later, but I do want to get to. Um, I want to see if you can guess any of the top ten names that uh, parents named their children in Oregon over the last te- uh, over the last year. Bridger, <laughs> Ooh. Ar- Archer, Olivia. That's going to be on that list. Oh, Jordan, very nice. Olivia, number two. <laughs> I just have a sister named Olivia. She's twenty-two, yeah. but that, that name has made a comeback. So, but hey, it was popular fifteen years ago. Everybody, oh. Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost the name of one John Buckley. Instead, they settled on John. Uh, no, the number one boy's name Oliver. The number one girl's oh. name Evelyn. Okay. Uh, with Olivia coming in a close second. By the way, we have one of those each at the station. So Dusty. That's right. We Dusty do. has a, an Evie. Yep. And a former promotions goddess, one of my favorite people that has ever graced the 1080 The Fan Studios. That's right. Alicia. She does have an Oliver. Her uh, little man is Oliver, who is totally kick-ass. Love awesome. that kid. Uh, yeah, so for the boys, Oliver, Liam, Henry, Benjamin, Lucas, Noah, Elijah, Theodore, James, and William. For the girls, Evelyn, Olivia, Charlotte, Amelia, Hazel, Harper, Isabella, and Eleanor. <laughs> so we, had, we had a James in there. We had like one kind of old school. Yeah. We had a James. No Jasons, no Ryans, no Jordans. I got a James. I got them in my That's son. Right, you do have a James. I got, I got a James. So... My right. wife and I are uh, trying to have kids right now. She will be happy to know none of the names that we have picked out. Here, that's good. <laughs> oh, what are you going? Do you have a... You know, we you, have a name for a boy and girl let, picked what, out. What do you got? Nope, nope, no, 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 no. She will be... My wife will disown me if I reveal them on the air Why until we have our As kid. As someone who's recently gone through this, I will say revealing it early can only... Like, there's no, po- there's that's no a upside thing? to it. She doesn't want people to steal it, dude. What? Oh. Is it like super unique? Oh, it's I- it's unique enough to where I don't think people would think about it until I'd brought it up on the air or people like hearing. So us your wife is it. legitimately concerned. Yes. That somewhere out there, someone in Beaverton may that you've never met and that you will never meet possibly could have a child with the same name as yours. You realize that you can still name your child that. And is she also under the impression that there's no other child named this? I think it's not about the guy in Beaverton. It's about <laughs> people close to us. It's about because it's not like it's just the jobbers in Beaverton or the beautiful couples in Beaverton listening to us. It's everybody, including people close to me. So. Wow, that is uh... it's it's a hard line, man. I I gave it to the parents, and she got upset at me. And I'm all right, babe. I'm so sorry. Oh, I also think that whole thing. I think the risk you run is if you say, "Hey, we like this unique name," and people are kind of like, "Oh." That's the one you settled on, you know. Like you, you only you open yourself up for negative feedback. I think it's tougher when you're like, "This is our kid. This is their name," and they're like, "All right, that's what we're gonna roll with them." Oh, my family refuses basically to call my daughter by her given name. Her my my daughter's name is Oren. Uh huh. Um, Kill Bill, by the way, Oren Ishi. Okay. And her middle name is is Lily, and they all call her Lily, even though she's now gone by Oren for. You know, 14, 14 of her eighteen years, and they still, they still only call, they still only call her Lily. They just, they refuse when she was a baby to call her anything out, and they just, they're, they're holding fast to it. Just to say, there's some tradition in my family, apparently. 
Uh, one feel-good story to leave you with. Um, the murder of the 91-year-old? N- no, no, not, a, not, not at all. Story? I want to tell you about Van Gogh, the one-eared rescue dog. Oh. Uh, this Love is, me some Van Gogh. This is a story from uh, North Carolina where Van Gogh was used as a bait dog in a dog fighting ring, and he had one of his ears ripped off. Um, he was then turned loose as a stray, picked up, made his way to a shelter, and somebody who had been a pit bull owner, uh, he's a pit mix, uh, offered to foster him, and they were trying to come up with ways to pay for surgeries for him, for the ear and other stuff. So they called him Van Gogh, obviously, because of the one ear. And uh, they started putting paint on canvas with, um, like, a a plastic layer of, like, plastic wrap in between. And then, a little like, dog treats on top of that. So mm-hmm. he'd, he'd push it around and paint. And they would, she would, with the, the blots of paint, kind of try to recreate Van Gogh-esque things. They start putting these online. It gets some viral traction. And before you know it, uh, they have enough money for Van Gogh to get his surgeries and to get adopted by a nice family in Connecticut. Now, that is kick-ass. I love dogs. I love dog stories. And I would buy one of those paintings. That is freaking fantastic. So little, Way to go, Van Gogh. A little creativity going a long way. And, that it, is... and it turns out Van Gogh shoved that 91-year-old onto some, <laughs> like, uh, like some railroad tracks or whatever. Apparently that 91-year-old, yeah, it was a whole thing. So those stories did intersect, and it did end up being the feel-good story of the year, just with a M. Night Shyamalan twist at the, at the end. Yeah. Turns out that dog's kind of a son of a gun. Well, yeah, you never know what you're going to get with a one-eared dog. Well, I mean, it is a rescue dog. He was a rescue dog for a reason. <laughs> he'd seen some things. He'd seen some Look, he was out on the street. He was in a fighting pit. That dog's seen some stuff. Uh, he, that, knows, he knows trouble. That is in the news for December 6th. Uh, coming up next, the Hot 5 at 5 on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 